Can't get enough of Rebel Girls? Well, luckily, the Rebel Girls app is now completely free. That's right, you can listen to the entire library of goodnight stories for Rebel Girls ad-free. Plus, check out the app's cool features like activities, trivia, custom playlists, and more. All parent-trusted and kids-safe. Find out more at rebelgirls.com slash audio and download the Rebel Girls app today. Thanks for listening. Aren't adventurers supposed to have a specific purpose? What are you doing on this quest? Just meeting strangers? Yep, my purpose is to have no purpose. Though, I sort of find purpose as I go. My basket! It's missing! I have tried many means of defense, but none have yet proven successful. I just wish someone would succeed in getting that darn sword. I am under attack by this ruffian! I want to be big and strong and fight evil. I have hope that if you show up at her door, she might listen. Want to help me yell at them? With your sword? In a threatening manner? Sidequesting is a fantasy podcast about avoiding the main plot. It follows Ryan, an adventurer who's willing to help just about anyone out, as long as they're not being asked to deal with that scary wizard everyone keeps talking about. Subscribe today on your favorite podcast app. Hello there, R.L. Stein Story Club members. I'm Ivy, your ghostly host and keeper of those strange and spooky tales from the hidden vault of R.L. Stein. Today is another chilling tale. This hair-raising tale, Story Club members, might make you fear your favorite feline. It's one I call Night of the Cat. Scratch, scratch, scratch. Scratch, scratch, scratch. The sound stirred me from a deep sleep. Scratch, scratch, scratch. Scratch, scratch, scratch. Something lurked outside my bedroom window. Waking up, I saw two glowing yellow orbs in the blackness. At first, I thought they were two car headlights coming toward me. But then I realized that they were eyes, and they peered right at me. My bedroom is in the basement of the house. The basement has one window that's right over my bed. The eyes peered down at me. I first thought that the eyes were reflecting off some moonlight, but then I realized that there was no moon. The glow emanated from the eyes. When I was a little kid, I might have thought this was a monster. Now that I'm older, I knew it was probably a raccoon or a possum or something. Maybe a cat. Yeah, a cat. The long pointed ears and the graceful curved shoulders. The cat just stood there watching me. I couldn't move, paralyzed beneath its gaze. Shoo, I muttered. Get out of here. The shadowy cat with the bright yellow eyes ignored me, staring motionless like some kind of demonic statue. And then the cat let out the most horrible yowl, a shrill deep note that sounded like air escaping from a truck tire. It sent all the tiny little hairs on my arms up on end and a shudder running down the back of my spine. I felt my fingertips grasp the ends of my pillow. Foom! I heaved it at the window. The pillow bounced off the glass and then hit the floor. Then the cat was gone. I would have chalked up the midnight cat experience to a nightmare if I hadn't seen the creature again on my walk home from school. Larry Glitch and I had just walked past the old vacant lot on my street. It's been weed-choked and empty forever. At the far end of the lot is an old dead apricot tree, the gnarled naked fingers reaching out like witch's fingers in the dusky January light. And there was the cat, a gray cat with matted hair the color of chimney smoke. It perched on a branch in the dead tree. I knew it was the same cat because of those yellow eyes, those two glowing orbs the color of lemons. They watched my every move. 
look at that, I said, stopping. Take a look at that cat. What cat? Larry asked. There, I pointed, in the tree. I don't see any cat. But it was there, I saw it. Have you gone blind? It's right there. Um, you're totally going crazy, Ivy, Larry said. Come on, let's go. I swear that was the same cat that was crying at my bedroom window the other night. Well, I didn't see anything, Larry said. I doubt you did either. You're just trying to freak me out or something. No, I'm not. What's that thing about cats stealing the breath out of children? Larry said. It's something about cats climbing up in bed, lying on the stomach of a sleeping kid, and sucking the breath, the life, right out of their mouths. Okay, who's trying to freak out who now? I asked. Besides, that's a myth, totally untrue. A few nights later while I was having dinner with my parents, I saw the beast again. It popped its gray, devilish head up into the dining room window. Hey, there's the gray cat, I said, pointing my finger over my mashed potatoes and gravy. Right there. Both my mom and dad looked out the window, but only saw the cloudy darkness. I don't see any gray cat, my mother said. Looks like it might snow tonight, my father said. Well, I've been seeing that gray cat everywhere, I said. I think it's following me. That's silly, my mother said. Now eat some of your asparagus. Gray cat, my father said. I remember a gray cat once. His name was Nightshade. He lived on this street, in fact. Maybe it's the same cat. No, it couldn't be. That cat died 30 years ago, as well as the owner. How? Well, when I was a little older than you, my father explained. You know the old lot? That's where old man Crowley lived with his cat Nightshade. Now, everyone in town was convinced that Crowley was some kind of warlock. He'd grow all these exotic herbs out in his garden that he constantly tended. Sometimes people would hear him chanting in his house. Every Halloween, kids would dare each other to walk up to his porch and ring his doorbell. He didn't like anyone, especially meddlesome kids. He would come to the door and yell, You kids leave me and my nightshade alone. He died? I asked. One winter, when the roads were icy, his cat was struck by a car. The car tried to stop for the cat crossing the road, but slid on the ice. Old man Crowley came out of the house. I remember this because I was walking home from school at the time. He glared at me and the driver of the car and said, You killed my cat on purpose. Then he took the dead cat into his house and slammed the door. A few hours later, his house burned to the ground. Now it's an empty lot and has been ever since. No trace of old man Crowley or his cat was ever found. Quite eerie, really. Can we change the subject? My mother said. It's not very suitable dinner conversation. Scratch, 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 scratch. That night, the sound once again stirred me from a deep sleep. I woke up and saw the two glowing yellow orbs hanging in the blackness like before. But this time, I was ready. On my nightstand, I had a flashlight. I grabbed it, snapped it on, and wielded the blade of light at the window. Except, the light didn't scare the cat away. It continued to peer at me, the light from the flashlight making the eyes glow even more. The cat hissed. All right, that's it, I said to myself. I jumped out of bed, threw on my jacket and pair of galoshes, and thumped up the basement steps with the flashlight in hand. I opened the back door of the house and peered outside. Everything was under a blanket of white. It had snowed. Tiny little stars sparkled and twinkled off the fluffy snow. I turned on my flashlight and went outside, trudging through the foot-deep snow, making pronounced footprints with my galoshes. I marched up to the basement window with flashlight blazing. I was gonna catch this cat to prove to people what I saw. But when I reached the window, there was no cat. And something else was even more strange. There was no footprints. A cat, no matter what size, would have left some footprints in the snow. It was impossible not to. But there were no footprints. 
I froze in the icy darkness and couldn't move. Then I saw the gray cat. It stood at the edge of the yard through a hole in the picket fence. It sat there and almost looked like a rock poking out of the snow. I trained my flashlight beam on it, but the batteries then died. The pallid cast of crescent moon that reflected off the snow was the only light. Nightshade? I said. Is that you, Nightshade? The gray cat seemed to react. It tilted its head at the sound of my voice, an almost friendly gesture. Come here, Nightshade, I said as I crunched through the snow toward the cat. But the cat only hissed at me and then disappeared through the hole in the fence. When I reached the spot where the cat once was, it was the same. No footprints. The January air bit at the tops of my ears and my hot breath plumed like smoke in the wintry night. I could hear the northern wind blowing the chill across the neighborhood. Was it the wind though? No, it was that yowl of the cat, a shrill deep note that sounded like air escaping from a truck tire. The mournful cry was coming closer. If this was a nightmare, I'm ready to wake up now. Okay, beloved listeners, I know I love going out and exploring mysterious and creepy places and finding creepy things, but even that freaked me out when I experienced it. I'm currently clutching my toy poodle Spike and Chihuahua Renfield close to me. They don't like cats, or creepy cat stories for that matter. I think we're now going to watch some funny dog videos on YouTube and keep the lights on all night. Actually, scratch that plan. There are loads of other great stories on the Go Kid Go network that I can listen to with Spike and Renfield to calm our nerves. Like Bobby Wonder, about a 10-year-old alien who has to protect the town of Pflugerville from villainous Mighty Mila, and Lucy Wow over in the Big Red Barn inventing all sorts of cool stuff with her mechanical pygmy goat, Kapow. And Martha and Waffle being totally hilarious nitwits in the underground world of Flusville. Just search for Bobby Wonder, Lucy Wow, or Flusville wherever you get your podcasts and you'll find your way to a great time. And obviously, I better see you back here tomorrow for another eerie episode. Because every R.L. Stein Story Club member needs a little scare every day, especially in October. Ivy out! Go, kid, go! Do you like to laugh? Ah, who am I kidding? Who doesn't like to laugh? So, okay, if you love to laugh, you'll love Don't Break the Rules. It's a hilarious comedy improv podcast where the voice actors make up their lines on the spot and try to be the only actor who doesn't break the rules. These talented actors are great at coming up with silly scenes and stories when they follow the rules for the episode. And it gets even sillier when they accidentally break the rules. The stories are guided by suggestions from kids like you. And the episodes feature laughs, burps, and the occasional unicorn. So if you'd like to giggle and play along, be sure to listen to Don't Break the Rules wherever you listen to podcasts.